You are listening to Hip Hop and Horror. Outside, parking lot, day. Welcome to Hip Hop and Horror. I'm your host, Jay Root. Today's story is about Earl, parking lot attendant, that finds a mysterious box that proves to be all he needed in life. Like the saying go, a fool and his resources soon will be separated. All the ducks out here pay attention. I call this one the manifestation device. Pay at the kiosk. Thank you. Earl stares over into the Mississippi River as he walks closer to the railing. In the corner of his eye, he catches a glistening object. It speaks something telepathically to Earl's consciousness. Earl walks up to it and picks it up. He is instantly fascinated with the intricate artwork carved into the box. He looks around and puts it under his coat and makes his way back to the booth. Inside, parking lot boot, day. Earl grabs a drink out of his cooler. Parking lot booth is no more than a 20-foot metal container dressed to look like an office. He slides the box under the front desk in case someone walks up without him seeing. Can I get an extension? The guy startles her. Yeah, walk to your immediate left and you'll see the kiosk. The patron sniffs the air and jumps back. What you got in there, man? Smells like something died. I don't smell nothing. Okay, man. Okay, man. He gives Earl the weird look as he goes in the direction of the kiosk. Earl sniffs the air, looking at the box. Nah, I don't smell nothing. He gets the unrelenting urge to look at the box. He sits his drink down on the desk in front of him after he took a sip. The box falls off his desk. He picks it up, shaking it, to see if he can guess what's in it. The inscription on the side reads... Be careful. What you manifest can erase your existence. He turns the box to his side and reveals a depiction of a 2D man putting a gun to his head. Above this pick is three fingers. He turns the box clockwise and the pick is the same except there are two fingers. The next side the same but one finger. The last is a pick with X's over the eyes of the 2D man figure as the box releases his lock in a four-shot revolver. It looks to be smeared in red clay. What in the hell is this shit? He shakes his head as he picks the revolver up out of the box. He tries to release the revolving chamber, but it's locked solid, but it still revolves. He looks down into the chamber. The bullet casings are empty, but still in the chamber. A four-shot revolver? I wonder what this shit was used for. He looks into the box, etched into the inside of the belly. He reads aloud. Three manifestations. Step one, make your manifest clear and concise. Count up from one to nine and back down. State your manifestation three times. Count again. Step two, 
put the revolver to your head and pull the trigger. Step three, I will find you in your time of need. The hell does that mean? There's some wild shit. Earl put the revolver back in the box. He drinks his drink while staring. The door behind him springs open. Deborah, a slim, dark-skinned black female, about Earl's height. She comes in and throws her stuff in the desk space beside his. Earl is very interested in Deborah, but she ain't checking for him. She ain't a gold digger, but for sure she ain't fucking with the men that earn the same she earned. Earl is no more than a work husband. Ain't that a trip? Hey Earl, what we got going on today? I almost overslept. Nothing much. Had to point out a few people to the kiosk as usual. Nothing I can't handle. Your shift is almost over. What are you going to do with your day? Get some food and chill out. With the food? She laughs at the inside joke amongst the staff. Deborah smirks as she pokes fun of Earl. Chill out, chill out. You coming through? She looks at Earl like he's a joke. You know we work together. But what you having to eat? I got some cute chicken, some dirty rice, and some of that nice red Merlot. Don't sell me no wolf tickets, though. Are you coming? When I get off, I'm going to hit you up. You know I got love for you, E. You my work husband. Earl cringes at the thought of being just a clown-ass work husband. Deborah smiles and playfully punches Earl in the arm. She knows I'm not trying to be no work husband. Earl stands up and looks under the desk at the box sitting there. It keeps his attention for the moment before someone comes up to the shack. Nah, you'll have to call a tow truck, baby. If you look at the middle page on the outside of the shack, you can see the numbers for a tow truck. The parking lot patron sidesteps and looks at the numbers before calling. I found this box in the parking lot earlier. Earl takes the box from under the desk and places it on top of the desk. Deborah examines the box. This worth something. Go see what you can get for it. See what I can get for it, huh? Earl blows Deborah off. I don't even know what it is. Anyway, you have a nice shift. I'm taking my box to the house. Start queuing at six. Earl picks up the box. Whatever it is, it stinks. Earl walks out of the shack to his car and leaves the car lot. Inside, Earl's house, day. Earl closes the door behind him, locking it. He takes his uniform shirt off to get comfortable. He walks in his kitchen and takes chicken and a beer out of the refrigerator. He puts it next to the box on the kitchen table. I left that box in the car. How? He stares into the air as he tries to recollect if he bought the box inside. Either way, his attention now is on the contents of the box. He lifts up the top and takes the revolver out. Hieroglyphics are inscribed in the bottom of the box. Under it, inscribed into the wooden looking box in small words, manifestation device. Under the small words, there are depictions of 2D pictures, like the ones on the outside of the box. The first depiction has the man holding a revolver to his head, with an action bubble representing a gunshot, standing on a solid ball representing a blue and green planet. Next depicts a man standing on top of the ball, representing a planet similar to the previous picture, but slight differences in the color and the continents. Earl puts the revolver down and grabs his beer and his plate and heads to the backyard.
Earl grills as time passes. He nurtures his drink, enjoying the cool breeze as he finishes grilling. The sun has went down, so he goes inside. Inside Earl's house, night. He sits his plate of chicken on the living room table. He checks his watch. It's 7.45. No missed calls. Some crazy shit selling wolf. He throws his phone on the other side of the couch, turning the TV on him. A woman is on the TV talking that masterclass entrepreneur stuff. Faking ass teachers. I need to have my own. Earl watches the program and devours his chicken and drinks his beer. The idea of using that gun comes to his head. I could try it out. Let's try it out. It can't be that bad. Either it works or it don't work. There's no bullets in the gun. Earl looks for the revolver in the last place he left it. And it wasn't there. He finds it next to the plate of food. He reads the instructions again to himself. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. I am an entrepreneur. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He does this two more times. He grabs the revolver and puts it to his head. He takes one more look at the casings inside the chamber. They are empty for sure. Let's do this. With the revolver to his head, he pulls the trigger. Everything goes black. Inside Earl's house, day. Earl wakes up to the television playing in his living room. The box and the revolver are gone. Earl dismisses what happened last night right away. He gets ready for work. For some reason, he can't find his uniform. He decides to just put on some khakis and a rank polo shirt. Can't believe I can't find my uniform, but this will work. Wait, I went to sleep in my pants. There's no reason it shouldn't be on me. I wasn't sleeping that hard. Wait, did that gun work? Earl is puzzled, but puts his clothes on and jumps in his car. The whole way driving to work, he plays at night in his head over and over. He pulls up to the parking lot and jumps out the car. Inside, parking lot boot, day. Earl walks into the boot, and the woman who is sitting at the desk isn't familiar. Who are you? The woman turns around and looks at Earl. She takes a long pause. With the jokes today, huh, Mr. Earl? Joking? Yeah, you come to check us out every day. Today you don't even know who I am. Earl might be a believer, for sure. No Paula works here. But Earl plays along. My employee is right. I'm out of my mind, it seems, this morning. How's everything going this morning? Just a regular day. The usual everyday thing. Seems like people just can't find the kiosk and we need to direct them. Deborah was late again yesterday. You asked me to bring it up to you today? Well, let's talk to her today. She should be in in ten minutes. Like clockwork, she walks inside the parking lot booth. Good morning, Paula and Mr. Earl. I'm early today. Good morning, Deborah. Earl thinks immediately she isn't herself. She's cold towards him, but he doesn't know why. Glad you're here early today. Mr. Earl and I were talking about your tardiness this week. I've been having some issues with my family, personal issues. We understand. Is it something we can do to help you? Maybe a new shift or some time to deal with your issues? 
We can switch your shift with Donovan. You know he is looking to get days and afternoons. Nah, I'm good. Just having some family issues. Earl turns towards Deborah. Step outside with me for a minute. Outside parking lot booth. Day. You sure you're good? When did we start being cool, Earl? Damn, it's like that. I can't remember when we wasn't cool. Having amnesia today, Earl? So you don't remember cutting me out of the deal to be a partner with you for this company? I'm sure it had to do something with you trying to fuck me. Which is petty. But it's all good, Earl. Or Mr. Earl. Yeah, I'm having one of them days. I did all that, huh? Act like you know. She walks off back into the boot. Earl is left standing there. This has got to be some kind of altered world. Wait. You remember what was on the inscription. Manifestation device. I am an entrepreneur. Man, shit. But this is some other world type shit. This isn't the Deborah I know. And shit has flip-flop. Earl wakes up from his daydream contemplation. He walks in a parking lot booth. Inside, parking lot booth, day. Paula and Deborah are sitting in the booth. Someone has cut the TV. It's not playing in the background. Paula, I'll be back later today. Is there anything popping today that needs me to be here? No, Mr. Earl. It's a regular day. Nothing out of the ordinary. Okay, I'll catch you later today. Earl exits the parking lot booth. Deborah gives him a dirty look, like he just spit on her. Inside Earl's car, day. Earl pulls out of his parking lot and goes back home. Take it to himself about awkward of the situation. Now that I'm an entrepreneur and I got my own shit, the one I've been trying to get heats my motherfucking guts. What a twist, right? Earl pulls up to his house. He picks up a package sitting on the porch and walks inside. Inside Earl's house, day. Earl sits the box on his table. He falls onto his couch and relaxes, almost falling to sleep. He wakes up and grabs a beer. Damn, it's the middle of the day and I'm day drinking. I need to get off this bullshit. He puts the beer on the countertop and walks away. Then his eyes are set on the box that's unopened. No return address. Hmm. What the hell is this? Already looking like some bomb shit. Let me be careful. He opens the box, looking back at him. It's the box he didn't expect to see. Man. Nothing could make it make sense. The manifestation device sits in the box he didn't send or see how it got out of his sight. Nonetheless. Wow. I guess it's number two. Earl takes the gun out of the box and he gets right to it. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. She is in love with me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He does this two more times. He grabs the revolver and takes one more look at the casing inside of the chamber. Puts the revolver to his head and pulls the trigger. The buzzing of the electronics and the fish in the aquarium all paused like a stopwatch was pressed on time. For a second, the light from the sun goes out, almost like a plane is passing over the sun, casting a shadow. There are no planes, and he is inside. What was that? 
Earl opens the door. He can't believe his eyes. Deborah walks through the door. I forgot my keys. What time did they want to meet this afternoon? Huh? Earl still is trying to gather himself. The Albrachts? This afternoon's meeting? Come on now, E. E? I'm tripping, Deborah. You gotta bring me up to speed. What's going on, Earl? You sick today? Yeah, you can say I lost my mind today and I have a clean slate. Earl, come on now. I'm gonna need you to pull it together, bae. We closing today. I always loved your drive, bae. Life is good when you got somebody solid on your side. Earl kisses Deborah on her lips, so excited at what is happening. Right before his eyes, he doesn't care if the world has stopped. So as long as he enjoys his life as he wanted. I got this meeting this morning. Okay, I'll let you go this time. What time we meeting this afternoon? Three, at 1242 Charles Avenue. You gonna make it? Need you to be there. This us. Come on, nah, I'll be there early. Okay, we can get something to eat at Shakes after? I really hope this goes through. We need this one to go right. We got it. Don't trip, boss lady. Deborah grabs her keys off the countertop, kisses Earl again, and leaves out the door. Earl looks through the peephole. He celebrates by dancing in his socks and boxers. His fantasy woman is his, and he is a successful entrepreneur. But there is more. Life is good. What more can I ask for? He clicks through the channels on the TV. The television program is on a documentary about psychics. He goes in the other room to get dressed and comes out looking like he is about to do business. His suit, shoes, and the tie makes him look much more sharper. I'm going to show up early and try to soak up what's going on. I'm clueless. What day is it? Shit. Inside, Earl's car, day. Earl walks out the door and jumps in his car. He noticed a car he doesn't remember being parked there. He pays it no mind because he knows things aren't right after making that manifestation. He drives off, making it right. As he gets some distance, the suspicious car starts to head off in the direction he is heading. Earl keeps an eye on the car. He takes his exit, and the car follows. It's definitely following him. No mistake about that. Earl quickly makes a turn into the parking lot to find his parking spot. The suspicious car pulls up into the parking lot. The man gets out of the car. He's dressed in a dark gray hoodie, pulled tight to cover his face with dark gray sweats and gloves. He walks up to Earl's car, and he's nowhere to be found. The man jumps back in the car. He follows Earl in. Takes off out of the parking lot. Hey, Earl what's all the hubbub? Out of sight of the would-be friend. Oh, man. He takes his cell phone out and calls Deborah. Inside phone call between Earl and Deborah. Day. Hey, how's your day going? You're not gonna believe this. Some guy was following me. When I stopped in a parking lot, he got out with a gun looking for me. Where are you at? I'm getting out of here before whoever that was shows back up. What the hell is going on? People trying to kill me now? Did you call the police? What good are they gonna do? No, I'm good on the police. They could come back. I mean... What will you do then? I'll be good. Okay, you can figure everything out and I'll handle the meeting. Okay, I'll call you. 
No, call me after you get out. Okay, babe. Earl hangs the phone up. Inside, Earl's car, date. What the fuck was that about? Might have to get a pistol. That shotgun don't work for concealment. Earl pulls back up to his house, gets out of his car, and goes inside. Inside Earl's house, day. The manifestation device is on the table once again. Earl grabs it and sits there staring at it, maybe thinking, maybe this is the last attempt to get whatever he wants. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Know all, see all. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Inside Earl's house, day. Earl wakes up in his bedroom, still phased from sleeping. Deborah walks in and sits on the bed next to him. So tell me about what happened today. You feel okay? Somebody was parked in front of the house. And they followed me off the highway. Earl hears a voice. Hey, he was following you because she tried to get you killed. He notices Deborah didn't hear it. You okay? Did you hear me, fool? He closed his eyes to somehow make sense out of what he was just hearing. Earl jumps almost out of the bed. What happened? He slides off the side of the bed and stands up with a look of impending fear. You okay? Earl looks back at her. The look on his face. Yeah, you saw that shit? That bitch ain't shit. She tried to have you killed. Yeah, I'm okay. She'll do it again. Wait for it. It's the evil bending into this dimension. Inside Earl's living room, night. Earl walks into the living room. Deborah walks into the kitchen and grabs a box of pizza off the counter. I can hear you. She tried to kill me? You ain't surprised. You know she is all about the money. You are a... I got a pizza. Man, shit. You gonna need more than that. Fake ass snake. Okay, let's eat. Deborah puts the box on the table in front of the couch they are sitting at. She is going to try this shit again. Her and her flunky will try to make it look like it was a home invasion. Get that shotgun out the closet and be ready. Tonight? Yeah, tonight, 9.52. Get up when I tell you. Since you don't want to talk about what happened, hope I can find something to take your mind off what happened. I know something is on. Earl wonders if the voice he heard was telling him the truth. Or has he really blown his brains out? And this is the result of all whacked out world. Where you can't tell what's really going on. Deborah eats a slice of pizza and settles into the movie she picked. She eats the pizza slice slowly. As time passes and the movie ends, the same car that was following him parks outside in front of Earl's house and shuts his lights off. Get that shotgun! Go to the bedroom! Earl jumps up and looks out the window, sees the man sitting in the car with the lights off. Who is this? Deborah puts a shotgun to Earl's head and blows the top of his head off. Earl slumps over the window. The man gets out of the car and walks inside. Man, you knocked his fucking head off. The man is grinning from ear to ear. He has something tucked under his arm. He drops his package on the kitchen table. We can make our future with this. 
make it. The rival package, the manifestation device, is sitting, waiting. It's almost like this box found me. Look at all the designs on this bitch. Manifestation device, hum. Oh, I just had deja vu. Inside Earl's house, night. Behind a scene that took place, Jay Rubin stands. Deja vu. Mm. Reminds me of what DMX said. Always trust everyone to be themselves, but trust in the fact that you can see them well. The question is also, if he could see her, would the outcome be different? As for the box, I'm sure it would be the owner's demise. Like and share. Till next story. This is Jay Rubin signing out. Hip hop and horror.